Hey everyone, welcome back to Figuring It Out. Thank you for tuning in for another week. I'm Spencer, this is Austin. And I we're am Austin. In... Yep, that's Austin. <laughs> <laughs> and we're in week 20, episode 25. 25, wow. the big 2-5. Yeah, so we're strolling right around, right along, can't talk there. But, you know, and we're, we just got off of, moving. yeah, we're going to keep it going. Keep it moving. <laughs> we just got off of Easter. Easter yes, just wrapped up Holy Week. Mm-hmm. Wrapped up. Did Holy you have a good Holy Week, Austin? I did. I got to come home, which I saw you. Some I, I saw you too <laughs> in person. Some may wonder why we didn't just jump in the studio and record an episode. But hey, I was busy. Spencer was busy. I was trying to rest, so I was like, yeah. I'm not going to do any work. I didn't do any work over break. It was great good for you. Good for yeah. you. Even though so, I did see you at work. <laughs> oh yeah i was at the church right. you were working at the church but that's a different kind of work that's not i didn't i saw that as life-giving more than anything else. ah yes there you go that's a good step so, yeah that's a and i'm not regardless of what pastor andy says i'm not kissing up that's <laughs> uh, so that's that's how i feel that's that's who i am but <laughs> that, that's yeah, when I talked to you on Sunday, you're like, everyone's saying I'm sucking up. I'm not sucking up. <laughs> well, because for those of you who saw the Easter service over the weekend at Bay Hope, and if not, you can go back and watch On Demand. It was fantastic. You should. But you should go watch it on demand. Pastor Andy brought me up on the little pre-show uh, on the online campus, and that went out to all the campuses. And he asked me a question and said, what is your favorite part about Easter? And I'm just like, the message. The message is always the best part. It was always what I look forward to. And he looks over at me kind of like that. And he's just like, kissing up. You're just, you're just sucking <laughs> up here. Okay. And then he jumps back into it. And then everybody was telling me, everybody I saw out in the lobby was just like, oh, I was like, no, <laughs> no, that's not it. <laughs> it was, it was funny because you had also mentioned your Easter plans on did you do the live stream on Saturday? Like, did Andy call you up there on Saturday night too? No, we didn't. Uh, so, fun fact: the tech like weirded out on Saturday, so he just he like had to jump in there with like thirty seconds left and say, "Hey, everybody, welcome in. Uh, we're so happy you're here. Like all this <laughs> stuff, we're gonna go live to the platform." So he really didn't have time to do his whole spiel. Yeah. Well, and so on. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. I was I was done. You can okay. Go. Well, so. Uh, <laughs> goodness on on sunday <laughs> i was taking pictures at the west chase campus for bay hope mm-hmm. and you had stated like what your easter plans were for the day and mm-hmm. so I, afterwards i met austin's mom i think i'd met her before one time but i met her again and so we were talking and so i was just like so you going to uh, armature works today <laughs> that was <laughs> yeah. austin's, austin's plans for he said it live yeah, I said it live. But yeah, and then I got a text that was just like, oh, I love Spencer. He's such a great guy. I was like, yeah, you got to love him. Like, yeah. you know. Oh, your mom's so nice. <laughs> yeah, she she is nice. And she can listen to this part of the podcast and have evidence that I said that she's nice. Yeah, there you so, go. You're making up for the previous episodes. Yeah, the previous episodes. What was that? Like episode like eight or something? <laughs> it was in the single digits for sure. Yeah, it was in the single digits. But hey, whatever. But hey, we're so glad you guys are here and back with us. And hey, we'd love to hear what you guys did for Easter. If you were at Bay Hope 
or if you did something else, if you were in person or online, we'd love to hear. And as you see, if you're watching on YouTube in the little ticker below, you can see where you can reach us. And that's our Instagrams and hello at bayhope.com is the email address. But yeah, we'd love to hear from you guys. We definitely enjoy hearing from you guys throughout the week, especially I have to give a shout out to two of the guys actually here at school with me. His name's Joel and Anthony. They both listen regularly. So shout out to Joel and Anthony. Thanks for listening in. And Joel and Anthony. <laughs> they they like you, Spencer, more than they like me. So oh, thanks, guys. <laughs> Appreciate it. What's up? Spencer Nation right here. Well, yeah, exactly. if we're giving shout outs, we also have to give a shout out to uh, one of my friends, Michael Connor. He's uh, been a faithful listener. My old roommate from college, Josh Wells, and uh, see Caroline Antonosa. She's been a faithful listener, and so we have to give those shout-outs. I'm sure there's some that I'm missing. There's so a lot I'll, of shout-outs. We, there, we, we, we could do a whole episode on shout-outs. Maybe, maybe we'll do that. It'll be like a behind-the-scenes kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but no, yeah. Shout-out to all of you guys. You guys have been great. And you guys have sent us, like, DMs saying, like, or emails saying like Both. how you've yeah. been able to connect and which is awesome to see just that you guys are listening um, and able to connect through this. So that's really cool to see. They're helping us figure it out. Yes, you guys really are. <laughs> so shout out to all of you. <laughs> yeah. But uh, I know I we were talking about this a little bit before we hopped on here, but you said you've watched The Chosen, right? Yes, the, we've mentioned it on the show before. It's this. It's on an app, but they just dropped season two, which is awesome. And I haven't watched it yet because I don't know. I because you're, <laughs> you're a bum. Because you're a bum. a bum. That's right. <laughs> That's right. But I'm super excited to get into that because they they go through. I don't know. They just go through a lot more. It seems like in depth into Jesus's ministry, yeah. which is super cool to see that like played out. It's mm-hmm. it's great to read it, but it's also great to like visualize it. I'm I'm definitely a visual learner, so like yeah. seeing it acted out is something super cool. Yeah, and it's just I don't know. I was saying I texted one of my friends during it. It was just a a, a gif of someone cutting onions. Like it was, just, it, it makes it so much more real. And yeah. it's just like it. You're right. Like I'm a visual person as well. Mm. So it's. It's like you can read one thing, but it's like when you see a movie, like you can actually kind of see it come to life. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. And uh, what was it? I remember episode seven. That was the one with Jesus and Nicodemus. That had me in tears. I will I will openly admit that. That was like <laughs> that hit deep. And that was so powerful to see. And it, it's just I, I love that show. And I love how like it, it's all it's it, it. What's the what's the term for it? Crowdfunded crowdsourced crowdsourced sounds familiar yeah. crowdfunding same yeah it's it's they they operate largely based off of donations of christians literally all around the world and that's something that is it's a testament to god's faithfulness and it's just a testament to how the church is moving and growing and continuing to take shape even in uh the 21st century culture and all over the world culture not just american culture yeah for sure but but that kind of ties into what we were going to discuss today. And that's the idea of hearing God. And because I think there was in the show, there's specifically a lot of stigma on hearing the voice of God uh, apart from Jesus, because they really didn't believe in Jesus's claims Hmm. because Jesus made a lot of these outrageous and bold claims, like saying that he was equal with God. 
And that made a lot of the religious leaders really upset because they said that they could only, they, Jesus was the voice of God in that time, but they were claiming that, Hey, God only speaks through the written scriptures. And that was the law, like that, what we have in the old Testament. And I think that's kind of, we kind of wrestle with the same thing today. We kind of wrestle with the same question is, can we actually hear God? Yeah. It's well, so I, back then, like, I mean, you'd have to imagine like that idea was just like, so that Jesus was God, like for people then, like now we can look back, you know, with all of this evidence, with all of this, like with the entire Bible and say, oh yeah, like, well, how could they, how could they not see that? But like at that time you would have to imagine they'd be so confused. Like, who's this guy? Like just now, if someone came and said, yeah, I'm, I'm the Messiah, I'm Jesus, like, I can obviously now would be like, all right, this guy's like on drugs or something, yeah. <laughs> but, like, but you know, like, so they must've been like so confused and like, Oh, are you kidding me? This guy's full of it. But so you can understand that. But also when I think of it now, I kind of picture back to, I can't remember who it was in the Bible and I never can, but when he's sleeping and God calls him and he hears his name being called, do you know what I'm talking about? Samuel. It's Samuel. in like first first samuel three okay there it is and and so he hears his like name being audibly called and he's like yeah like eventually he's like yes god like he thinks it's whoever he's living with and then eventually like yes eli there <laughs> thanks for being <laughs> on it today Austin. <laughs> oh, you're good. i didn't know and uh and so he's so he's like all right yeah he's like finally like yes yes god what and so a lot of times i feel like i'll kind of like listen for an actual voice to come out like booming out of the sky or to hear a voice clearly. And it's not the case. A lot of times, like some, like for me, I feel like it's kind of like an inside voice Hmm. and it's like almost like a gut feeling. Um, Like I hear, I sometimes do hear like something telling me what to do when I ask for wisdom on something. Um, But sometimes I get confused whether it's me or whether it's God and so I don't know, how do you, what about you? Like, how do you, how does that work for you? Yeah, that's, I like the, I, I like the, the way you said it's this, it's this inner voice because that implies something deeper and more intimate and more <laughs> real, honestly, than an external audible voice. And, and that gets back to the, like the theology and the doctrine of the Holy Spirit being in like indwelling us as Christians. Right. And oftentimes I would, I would love it if God would just pull back the clouds and tell me exactly what to do because I'm a, I, that is something that comforts me. Even in school, just going through a checklist and checking off my assignments is so – it's like, okay, oh, yeah. I'm, I'm doing something, right? And if life was made of a checklist like that, it would be less pain. It would be less I, – I think less struggle. It would be, I guess, less for me to risk. And in my mind, I think it would be more clear. But in reality, I don't think that's as clear as the Holy Spirit speaking to your heart more so than your ears. Hmm. And I think that is so like the answer to the question, can we hear God today? The answer is yes and no. Obviously, God, like God can choose to communicate audibly with his people. And he does so in very select circumstances. But I think God speaks more to our hearts than our ears to draw us closer to him. Right. 
I agree. Yeah. And I think so. It, I just zoomed out of everything uh, and looking at figuring it out and what this podcast is. We're kind of like in this stage of life where we're kind of listening, where we don't know. A lot of people don't know what they're going to do after college or if what they're doing after college is what they're supposed to be doing or if they're doing like for me being on my own. And I know I'm not alone on that, like for living on my own. Um it's like it's like all right what do we do like there's no one else really to help you your parents are like you're on your own mm -hmm. and so when we look to we're trying to figure it out right we're trying to like ask god what do i do what do i do but when we seek god through his word or through listening and you know we're not going to hear like turn like you know turn right turn left here exact directions but like he's going to give us like the found like foundation of his truth and his way yeah. like in his word and then that becomes like ingrained in our hearts and how we function. And I yeah. think through that, when we seek him more, that's where we're going to figure out like what he's saying to us, mm -hmm. you know, if that makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. And so when you say like this truth being ingrained in us, so that we operate with this knowledge and we can hear God more clearly, how do you think that comes about? How do you think this truth, the truth of God, truth of God's character is ingrained in us? Well, straight up through like knowing him more, like by knowing him more, I mean, spending time with him, like spending time reading his word, spending time uh, praying, like just spending time when you get to know someone more, you're going to, I don't know, you just, you understand them. And when we yeah. understand God and what he wants for us, like if we're fully, if we're fully surrendering and be like, all right, God, this is, you know, this is not me. This is, this is your, like you, like you rule me, like. I surrender it all to you. And so I'm going to follow your way. And so that's, you know, I feel like listening to him like works through that. Yeah. No, that's, that's right on. And I think it's when we talk about like spending time with God, I think that can take a lot of different shapes, right? Oh yeah. Hearing, hearing God, it's not, it's not subjective. Like I'm not saying like, Oh, because then that gets in the whole debate of like everybody's their own God because everybody hears a different version of their God. That's not what I'm saying, but there's different ways to experience the presence of God. For example, I have said on the podcast and I've been, <laughs> I've been roasted for it off the podcast for saying, I love being in nature and <laughs> watching and looking, this looking at stars, right? Yeah. I, that's something that brings me peace. That's hmm. something that I feel stillness and calmness there and i i there it's the, the distractions there's they're minimal i have minimal distractions when i'm there and so in that position in that situation i feel that god speaks very clearly to me in those times some of the most intimate times i've had has been just sitting down at my dock just hmm. either just throwing like a fishing pole in the water and not catching anything and just sitting there and talking to god like a close personal friend, right? Yeah. And prayer, I found through that, through experiences like that, I found that prayer is not this laundry list of things we bring to God, right? Like praying and, and it gets into hearing God because prayer is communication. Communication is two ways. And so by listening and like surrounding myself in an environment where I can, I can hear God, 
like kind of like you said, surrendering, having this, this open-handed lifestyle. That is how we hear God most clearly and, and sometimes even audibly. Yeah. And I think that's, that's where we as, as Christians and as the church need to, to look right. Not, not look to another person to give us the next quick tip to, understand how to hear God to fit our lifestyle, but rather how to walk in this intimate, vibrant relationship and communion with God that ultimately brings the satisfaction that we're longing for. Yeah. And I think you made a good point there because I think there are some people out there that are going to tell you, here's how you, let me give you the answers to this so that you can live your life to the way you want it. Mm -hmm. And I think that's very dangerous. Mm -hmm. I think you know, I think it's not wrong going to someone for advice. No. Like you can like God speaks through we've talked about it before. God speaks through others, but you have to know who you're going to. You can't just be yeah. going to like anyone like, hey, so what do you think God's saying about this? And like they don't really have a relationship with God. Like, what kind of advice are they gonna be able to give you? If it's like a trustworthy person that you know like has godly advice, like that's great to go to them. Well, and even scripture says there's there's comfort in the in a multitude of counselors, right? Yeah. And Solomon, when he's writing that, like the counselors he surrounded himself with were not pagans, right? They were not just any guy off the street. No, they were his close personal advisors who he trusted to help him run the kingdom. And yeah, if he was if obviously if they did not believe in if they were not like minded they would not have been there in that position because following God was very important to Solomon. Right. Yeah. And now, so that's so important to have that connection with godly individuals. Yeah, exactly. Now. So what do you say to someone who's really looking for an answer in life? And they're just like, you know, they can't catch a break. Like just bad things keep happening. It's like, what do I do next? And they don't hear anything. They're saying, I, just don't hear anything from God. Like I'm asking, like, what do I do? And I'm not getting anything back. What do you say to someone like that? Cause I think we all get to a point in our lives where it's like, I'm asking you God, like for this, I'm asking you like what to do. And I don't hear anything. Like, what right. do you say to someone like that? <laughs> that is, that's, sorry, that's a tough question to just throw no, on the spot. But that's a real question. And that's a question that, even the most spiritual of people have look at some of the biggest pastors and they'll tell you, yeah, there have been times in my life where I have, I've, I've been down and I've just felt like everybody and everything is against me. And God is silent. Look at David. David says in Psalm 13, he goes, how long will you forsake me? Oh Lord, how long, like how long will you ignore my cry? And so that's a very natural feeling. And that's why it's a, it's a real question. What I, and transparently, I came to that spot last semester. It was around October, starting into November. I felt like that. I felt kind of, kind of trapped and it's hard being away from home and that's that stuff. So that played a part in it, but really what helped me realign because I just felt like God was here and I was running here. I was kind of running not with God. I was kind of running parallel with God. Parallel, yeah. Yeah, but not not with him. And honestly, 
and I'm I'm just speaking from experience of how I have wrestled with that. I've literally just there have been times where I've just set my phone aside for a day. I've literally turned everything off. I've deleted Instagram, Facebook, things like that, and I've just focused on being. Hmm. And I'll I'll go down to my dock and at my at my parents' house. I'll go down to the dock there, and I'll just sit. And I'll just, I'll just listen and just be still. And I'll, I'll, I'll read the Psalms. Honestly, the Psalms is the place where I go to, because I'm, I'm deaf. I mean, for some people, it's like they, they go to, they study the Book of Romans, or they study the Book of Corinthians or Hebrews, and they're like, yeah, like that is where, uh, that is the book in which God like comes alive to me the most. And I, like Romans is my favorite book of the Bible, but Psalms is the most comforting book. Hmm. And I think it's because, like I said, you see the heart of David and how he he just pours himself out before God and says, like, hey, where are you? I don't see you. And reading that, because usually the psalm after one of those just psalms where he's pouring his heart out and saying, where are you, God? The psalm after that is is this this beautiful psalm that says, hey, God is near. God is with us. God is our shield. God is our rock. God is our fortress. And so for me, reading through the Psalms, that has helped me hear God. And it's always, it's like I said, it's not this booming voice. It's oftentimes this still push, this still impression of, and it's come sometimes through ideas. And I know they're Holy Spirit filled ideas because I couldn't have come up with that. <laughs> like <laughs> I like, because it requires such a level of vulnerability for me. And that I think, I think that's how I have experienced this idea of like, where is God and how to hear God when I don't see when he doesn't seem to be close, if that mm-hmm. makes sense. Yeah. So diving deeper and really seeing, you know, because I agree with the Psalms what 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 you're saying about the psalms because it is you know the entire bible is like very real mm-hmm. obviously yeah. but like i feel like we we all connect with the psalms because there's so much ups and downs mm-hmm. like i can also relate to where it's like a lot last year or kind of when i just moved here you know by myself across the country there's a lot of like all right what do i do how do i connect how do i meet people and just kind of like this what do like what am i supposed to do um there's a lot of ups and downs with that. Some really good highs and some really, some really bad lows, you know, and the Psalms is like that. And it's almost like comforting. It's, yeah. you know, you're like, you're saying you're not, a, you're not alone in that. Everyone's mm-hmm. going through that. The greatest of Kings is like one of the greatest Kings is, was going through that. And, Literally the man after God's own heart. Yeah. And so it's like, you know, you're not alone. Um, and so being able to dive deeper and like even connect with others, you know, is like realizing that, you know, you're not alone in your ups and downs, um, I think is very important. Uh, but yeah. How have, how have you experienced this with that question? Like I, God feels far away and I don't hear him speaking. And how do I get back to that place? Yeah. And I think a lot of it is, uh, depending on what you have been doing too. So if you're like constantly ignoring God and like not listening to him, like you do hear him, like I probably shouldn't do this, but you, you know, you do it anyway. So I should do this, uh, but I don't do it. 
I think, you know, or you don't, you're not spending time with God or like you said, like worshiping him in different ways. Like his voice tends to grow a little quieter, I think. Hmm. Yeah. Honestly. Um, so I've had moments of that, but I think also just like trusting. And so you like you do the opposite. You spend time with God. You spend time worshiping and just kind of enduring, running yeah. that race. Uh, yeah. That's very tough to run. And just like kind of going through it and, you know, not going through the motions, but like just like putting your head down and going through the mud. Mm -hmm. And because it's going to be crappy at times, but mm -hmm. like just trusting him and like I'm not hearing anything, but I'm just going to keep I'm just going to keep diving in because I mm -hmm. that's like that's where the hope is. And so mm -hmm. I know where I know that that's the truth. The hope is in the end and mm -hmm. hope is in Jesus. So I'm going to go that way. It's going to be tough, but. And that's, that gets to, I think, two of the most beautiful psalms that display that. One of the most beautiful psalms is Psalm 46. And in Psalm at the end of Psalm 46, in Psalm 46, 10 and 11, I believe, David says, God, David speaks, and he's writing as, as God is speaking. He's like speaking for God and saying, God is telling him, be still and know that I am God. Be still and know, not be still and feel, because that's often the trap I fall into, is I rely too heavily on my emotions. And I'm like, okay, I don't feel God. I feel bad. I feel tired. I feel angry, whatever it may be. But he says, be still and know. Hmm. And like you said, you said, put your head down and like keep going. And it's not this idea of pulling yourself up by your own bootstraps. It's the idea of renewing your mind with the truth and saying, hey, God said he's with me. And like the other Psalm that kind of ties into that is this Psalm 23, one of the most famous Psalms in all of scripture where Jesus, where it says, it's a picture of Jesus. Like, um, even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil for you are with me. Hmm. And that is the hope. That is, that is why we press forward. That is why we put our heads down. Even when we don't hear God, even when we don't see God moving, that's why we do it because yeah. we know we're being still and we're knowing that God is with us and God will never break a promise. And because God will never break a promise, he enables us by that strength to keep going. I, I remember reading last semester, I read the screw tape letters by CS Lewis. And that book is basically about a like chief tempter writing to his intern. And he says, the people we need to be most worried about are the people that can't see God, can't feel God, can't know God, can't really understand God, but still follow him anyway. Yeah. I said, those are the people we need to be most afraid of because that, those are the people that experience the true power and the true presence of God, even in the most adverse of circumstances. Yeah. And I think also Psalm 23, that's where he talks about being the good shepherd, right? Yep. Mm -hmm. And so like, like, you, like you said, it's just a great picture of who God is and his relationship with us like we're like we're going with him we're following him we'll, like i don't know how shepherding like works exactly you know because we're not in the middle east or whatever you don't see too many sheep farmers <laughs> Wait, or there's, not, there's not many shepherds around here no no no, no. Not, or Pensacola. no not too much on dale mabry now but uh no. <laughs> but like we're following we're following god and we're gonna kind of go off every once in a while and we're going to think that we can do our own thing or we try to figure it out on our own. Mm -hmm. And it, you know, it doesn't end up too well for us, 
no. you know, all, always like <laughs> it's not going to end up well, but God's going to go off like that path. It talks about, you know, maybe it's not in that one, I think, but leaving the 99, he's going to go for that, for that sheep, that one sheep. And he's going to pull you out of the thorns because we're stupid sheep. St- sheep are stupid. They're going to get caught in thorns. They're going to get, you know, turned over and they can't pick themselves back up. But, you know, God's going to go. He's going to get you. He's going to grab you, put you over his shoulder and he's going to carry you back. And so and I think. We, gonna, yeah, he's going to lead us through that valley. Yeah. Right? I, I love this picture and it comes out of Psalm 23. And it's this picture that often just gives me just hope and peace in times where I can't hear God. And it's just this picture of of Jesus and he's just kind of holding out his hand and he's just saying, follow me. Like, do you trust me? And there've been so many times where, where I just like, when I'm not hearing God, when I'm nervous, when I'm freaking out and all I hear is just this kind of soft voice in, in my heart, not so much in my ears, but just in my soul that says, do you trust me? Yeah. And I just, ha- I just come to that place of saying, like, it, it's, it's, a, it's a vulnerable place, but it's saying, yes, like I trust you. Right. Yeah. yeah. And the, I think the weird, cause I, that like, you know, that happens to me too. Like you said, when you're freaking out, when you're like, I don't know, you're, you're all like all over the place and you don't think about it. Like, that's the thing you're not thinking about like in your head, like that's how I can separate. Is it God talking to me or is it just me? Like, I'm not thinking about it. It's like, I hear it. Mm-hmm. It's like, I hear it. Trust me. Like, it's not me thinking, uh, trust me, trust me. Like, it's yeah. like, I feel it, like you're saying. Yeah, so I think that's it's, cool. it's, it's, it goes deeper than emotion. It goes deeper than just pure logic and thinking. It, but it, it can use all that. And that's how I think we can experience and hear the voice of God regularly. And it's only, it's not, and, and like God knows our heart. God searches our heart. If we genuinely are longing to hear his voice, it would be wrong of him and inconsistent with his character to play this kind of cat and mouse game and make us do different things, right. To kind of find this weird pathway of hearing God. No, God's going to speak. If we seek him with our whole hearts, God promises we're going to find him. And it's only, we only find him by walking in that close communion and fellowship with him. It's all about that communion more so than hearing God to, to tell you what box to check off next. Yeah. It's about walking day by day, moment by moment, minute by minute, minute with God. And I think that has been the biggest revelation. One of the biggest revelations I've received is not, and it, it ultimately it's comforting. It takes the pressure off of me because yeah. I'm not the one conjuring up speaking. It's, it's God. And it's the creator of everything we see around us who's speaking and walking with us. And that's where the hope lies. Yeah. And when you're talking about checkboxes, like, like you said, like the relief, it can kind of also be like, oh no, I'm giving up control. Like mm-hmm. I feel like I have a grip or somewhat grip on my life. And like, I don't want to like, let go of what I have planned out. Cause I kind of know what I'm going to do, yeah. but then like, you know, that's never going to go to plan. And so surrendering it all takes so much off of you, so much stress that you probably don't know you're carrying honestly and that God's just going to take it and it's it frees you up to live the life that God the abundant life that Jesus died to give us right it's that abundant life and part of the abundant life is hearing and walking in close communion with God 
I think if anything, that's the big takeaway from this episode, this, this collection of figuring it out. Like that's, that's the big thing to take away is like that intimate fellowship with God is, and God's goodness always promises that he will be with us and that he will speak to us. But Hey, thank you guys so much for joining in today, for listening, uh, for continuing to listen. Uh, if you've been a long time listener, but we'll be back next week. Again, uh, you can connect with us on social media or at hello at bayhope.com. But until next week, we love you. We'll see you guys next time. See you guys.